0: Gone Off on a Tangent is brought to you by the following sponsors. Active Arena, Lincoln's first indoor five-a-side football venue with a dedicated sports bar. Small Bear Limited, Britain's leading cask wholesaler. Clavering's Removal, storage and clearance. Big Boots UK, leading online retailer of steel blue boots. Check out our socials for all the information. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, wherever you're listening to us. Welcome to Gone Off on a Tangent, more catchphrase than Squid Games. But I'm Adam Stocks, he's Dan Taylor. Hello. He's Carl Stubbs. Now then. And Tibsy's back. Hello. Welcome back to the show, Tibsey. Back into the uh, the sofa. Thank you very much. No, Got a lot of attention be, this week, didn't it? The casting sofa. Casting couch. The casting couch. Got mm. a lot of attention, the sofa. Put that little picture out, everyone was like, oh. I've not Would shaved you?
1: my legs for you this week, though, Timbsy. Yeah, no, and you're not stroking them, which is good. I'm stroking yours instead. It's
0: not what you say when the match starts. I mean? Third leg.
1: <laughs> <Tibbs> is going after <laughs> no. third man. Cricket talk later, mate. <laughs> oh, hey, welcome back, Timbsy. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you very much. I mean, I, you know, I thought I'd better turn up again because my team won at the weekend. So why not? Yeah, I thought you might be. Yeah, yes you are a bit obvious with that, mate. <clears throat> well, yeah. Well, you know. Have you watched to it? You watched Squid, to it, to you watch fair, Squid
2: Game. Or... Let's talk about Squid yeah, Game. Yeah, that was topical. I'm,
0: si- I think, yeah. I'm, well, I'm six episodes in. So oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. You bl- blitzed it. Yeah, mate. Honestly, I was up at 3 a.m. even. other night I started. it. not it down.
2: <clears throat> started Thursday. Finished it already. It's, it's messed it. up, isn't it? It's uh, uh, don't give anything away
0: because I'm only five. I have five or six in. No, so don't give anything away. It's
3: very, very good. Must admit. I saw something on uh, Twitter earlier that was like, the next game is you've got to pack all of your shopping at Aldi before the cashier, the cashier tells you how much you're due to pay.
0: Our, our game would be
3: you've got 1% battery life and you need to match on Tinder. <laughs> That'd be Stubbsy, okay. Stubbsy's living to see another day then, isn't he? <laughs>
2: <laughs> My phone died on Saturday night. Nightmare. Danger. Absolute nightmare. <laughs> I had to borrow a phone of somebody else. Get on their face. What? Get on their tinder. Get on their tinder. <laughs> <laughs> no. Says it, you're six foot four, <laughs>
0: blonde. <laughs> <laughs> dark haired midget turned it up. It worked a treat. <laughs> <laughs> we watch England the other night? That's not the rune Order. Watch England. This is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Bits yeah. Piece yeah. and pieces. It was worth it just to watch that 41
3: year old try and chase Sancho and then snap his leg, <laughs> <laughs> trying to chase a whippet. I didn't think anyone had tighter hamstrings than me, but apparently the Andor and me. To be fair
0: to the guy, he has tweeted about it, and uh, someone said, what, Who's your hardest opponent? And to be fair to me, he put two pitches up. One was Del Pierre and one was Zidane. So yeah. he's had a career, is not he? For yeah. a postman. Fair, fair play, play to, to him. Yeah, fairly yeah.
2: impressive, isn't it? For an absolute nobody. Who have, who have you played against in your career? And you could you could reel off probably about 25 World Cup winners. Well, they were in Serie A, so he, he obviously played to a fairly good level. He's just very
0: old now for, for what is a footballer. You also catch that the dugout set on fire. Oh, the
1: gantry. Yeah, the t- gantry, weren't yeah, they? Yeah. They turned that. that round pretty quick, didn't
2: they? Yeah, they got, they got the guys out, didn't they? The Andoran firefighting association of rapid... I was just slightly
0: concerned that Steve Evans was out there, coach, and he'd had like a deep fat fryer out there doing some Mars bars <laughs> and it,
3: it, it spilt it. That was my worry. See so someone tweet saying Andorra's on fire, and then someone put, and the dugout is terrified. <laughs> <laughs> when anything like that happens,
0: Twitter is unrivaled, isn't it?
3: Yeah, it's so good. So good.
0: All right, should we stop whiff waffing and get on with the show? Well, there's only one place to start, really. Should we there?
3: start where we need to? Yeah, I think so.
0: <clears throat> that's where we're starting we're starting with uh we've not really made the news much, i don't think it's been it's been under the radar a bit hasn't it but um saudi arabia have bought newcastle it's pretty much the story i mean they've not it's uh, some investment firm have you owned seen... by the Saudi prince, but uh, it's not Saudi Arabia It's not. So. No, definitely no, not. Nothing, no. no, nothing to do with them.
2: Show me the paperwork. Three hundred and twenty-five billion yeah. pounds. Buy oh,
0: some of that couldn't you? It's like put, yes. put it into yeah, perspective.
2: Yeah, really. like Man City have only got twenty billion. Like it's just it's million. just
0: pocket change, isn't it? To them, it's, it's, honestly, it's ridiculous. It's, so, mi- it's mind-blowing figures, isn't it? So to put it in context, Newcastle United are now the richest club on the planet. It's well, as simple the, as that. The, that is,
3: in a nutshell, <laughs> that's it.
2: They're now three hundred billion pounds richer than Man City and look what Man City have done scaring it
0: different yeah. times though it's got to be worth noting because when City did it the financial fair play rules weren't as stringent Chelsea were the same they have not initially got the European money so they, they'll be able to spend Simon Jordan on TalkSport yeah, was, was saying that to say about yeah, he, was, he was saying that because Mike Ashley just didn't spend any money and was tight You guys are quite profitable yeah that, they're, they're, they're profitable so they've got, they've got probably five years worth of splurging They reckon 190
2: 190 million in January, don't they? Mm. It
0: doesn't surprise me. They've been linked with everybody this last week, the last couple of days. Yeah, there's
1: a difference between being linked and then actually getting
0: them. But it was interesting to see that the names initially... Once it all calmed down a bit, was the likes of Tarkovsky did, did, get, makes them better. Let's he makes if he's good centre half, so it makes them better. And then some of the sort of players that clearly want away from their clubs mm. uh, that that will come for the for the for the shiny
2: pounds. But that's what um, if you look at. I'm not comparing them to Man City, but when Man City initially got taken over, they were getting in the likes of. Like David David Seaman, yeah. Shay Given, that as goalkeepers just they were the first ones that come to mind and slowly sort of built up their player profile, didn't they?
0: Well, their main splurge was Rabino, wasn't it? Another Danny. That, Mills. Right, yeah, that, they were buying sort of little pieces to make them better yeah, initially. Can you remember and then when
3: that, that happened? It was like came out of absolutely nowhere. No, he thought he was, was signing for Man U didn't he? He didn't oh, realize oh, there was two clubs oh, in Manchester. Oh, on the last <laughs> day of the January transfer. <laughs> Who's this? Rabinho yeah. literally yeah. didn't know
0: there was two clubs in Manchester, and he got there. And he oh, I'm signing he- here. Okay, this is blue. This is, this is different. This is not Old Trafford. <laughs> <laughs> this is not what I thought I was signing for. Okay, you, you're paying me how? Ha- ha- okay, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Which which. Newcastle I have a lot of, to be fair. Yeah. The only people we haven't heard from on all this, and I may have missed it, was Ant and Deck. Well, yeah. I haven't heard from Ant and Deck. I got, really don't want to know their opinions. I've got them on the phone now. Are they there? <laughs> Are they De- here? Are they there? They're here, or down the side of the sofa. <laughs> You're similar size to Deck. He's the
2: small one. Yeah, Deck. <laughs> mm. It's not the first time I've been called Deck.
0: <laughs> yeah. But it... Every famous Newcastle person... I was watching... We were in the pub Friday because we were all chatting about it and Sky Sports News on in the background. With no sound because we were in the boozer. And it was really funny because we were talking about how, obviously, you've heard from everybody. And then, like, Robson from Robson and Jerome was on, the, on the Sky Sports News. I <laughs> went,
2: fuck me. Anyone? <laughs> dragging more, them all out left. Yeah. He's left. Who's left?
0: Fucking hell. I'll be, we'll be getting Barky Grove back up again soon. <laughs> it's ridiculous, isn't it? But it's, it's, it's interesting because, obviously, from a football point of view... We haven't been through this for a long time. I was, I think it was two thousand eight when City got rich. I think a, moment a bit earlier, and this just seems astronomical. This one, this just seems like it's like five, crazy.
3: It's like five levels above, isn't it? Like five, it just seems. I mean, we,
0: we we played Newcastle about a month ago, and it, funny enough, I was having a, having a beer with uh, in a local pub with in with the a ground, little Saudi Arabia. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I said, hey, you should you should buy that. Should, who <laughs> thought about buying this pub? It's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> you sort of haven't yeah, thought of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He got on his camel and went to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was, I was just saying to him. I said, all, all sort of sporting football and agencies aside, it's an absolute. I mean, if you've been, it's an absolute cathedral in the centre of the city, and you walk up to it, and it is, it deserves. And I said to them, it, you deserve better. It's not, it's the, the fans, deserve, all fans, they, they deserve, deserve a, they do deserve a, a decent a team owner. that's challenging. Yeah. Maybe not this, now but this they did ridiculous. deserve a decent
3: owner, yeah. not Mike Ashley. Uh, and I've, yeah, well. We're going to be joined by a friend of mine shortly. Who's a, We're going to get our Geordie out, He's a Newcastle fan. But he, you know, I'm only in, kind of in contact with him on Facebook these days. But it's one of these, um, it's one of these things where you see people going through the mill. And like, as a Lincoln fan, we've been through it, it's it been shocking over a period of time. But Newcastle fans do seem to have had a very, very rough draw with Mike Ashley. It sounds like an absolutely. Uh, just a horrendous person to have in charge of your football club, and you say I'm that. quite pleased for him. I to do be... draw the line a little bit. I I, 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 I was really pleased a, for
2: him, but you say horrendous person to run your football club. They are in no financial trouble. At what was all. that berry owner but, called? Steve, Steve, Dave. And and Dale. Steve Dale, Dale. That's, that's horrendously yeah. running your yeah, football yeah. club Ken
0: Bates Chilino GFH just, that's just Michael so <laughs> yeah. I don't feel that sorry for him no, do no. They, they, but, oh dear you had to be in the Premier League for a long long time oh you went down once oh I'm sorry and come straight back up and yeah. come straight back up twice but no and Rafa Benitez was your manager when he came back up the second time but yeah oh, dear, dumb, well, it's really <laughs> tough isn't it going to a 55,000 seater stadium well, I, I've only got so much sympathy for them. They do deserve better. because we'll All fans deserve better. Yeah, yeah. we'll genuinely. see what Mark
3: says because I'm I'm just genuinely interested because it does. You can, like, you say you can, we only see it from the outside. So Completely. actually seeing it on a day to day and and that'd be interesting to know what, what if they, they start
2: think. winning things. Newcastle City, like, it's already loose in Newcastle okay. City centre. Imagine if they start winning things. Christ, we can't
0: talk about this subject and not talk about the other side of this, where. Obviously, the press—certain members of the press—have had a field day with it. We, we we can't have this conversation without talking about Saudi Arabia as a as a as a country. Mm. That isn't the Newcastle fans' fault, and you will not hear from me about that because it isn't the Newcastle fans' fault. They don't—they have no control of who owns their football club. And if if Leeds would have become three hundred billion pound richer, You'd I wouldn't be, be here now. In I wouldn't be sat here now. I'd still be in the pub. So. It, it, I'm not going to take the moral high ground the one thing I would say billion as far as I say million Yeah. Oh, sorry <laughs> 300 billion pounds well, they've been Austin Powers they've been bought for 300 not million evil. Evil.
3: but their net worth their net, the company's net yeah. worth is 320 billion yeah so we have to talk about it
0: yeah even for a podcast like ours we have to touch on it so I read one piece and just took this little snippet out of it there is a genuine conviction out there that uneasiness over a Saudi presence in English football is based in hostility towards Newcastle United. In reality, the opposite is true. It is an expression of respect for the club as something of value. So I took that out because I thought it was very interesting, very poignant that no one's having a go at the Newcastle fans because we'd all be the same in, in their shoes. But we have to look at the morality of it. And one thing we discussed in the group that I got a bit hot under the collar was that the, um, the pride group for uh, Newcastle, their statement I felt was embarrassing. I just felt that was them looking the other way. What do you feel from a, the, a comms? There's, point a, there's
1: of view? a few like that. I mean, I don't think as I said to you, Adam, I don't think it's particularly written badly in, in that sense. It's but, not a bad piece but, of comms. No. However, it just smacked of Just turning a We're blind eye. Out. Yeah, not yeah, not so much turning a blind eye, but we'll we'll just not not we'll not have a go at the owner. Mm. It's almost like we'll push towards that line, but then money! We've oh, got yeah. money. Hello? Hello, we're going to buy Kylian Mbappé next week. Open dialogue
0: with Saudi Arabia sounds like open dialogue with your missus when you're coming at 4am and you just took a massive dump in the kitchen and she comes down. This hasn't happened. I'm just making a, a <laughs> scenario up. Imagine having dialogue with Raf at, at that time in the morning. It ain't going to happen and you ain't going to have it with, with Saudi Arabia. So just just be honest with us and just say, we're really rich now. We're going to buy loads of players. I'm happy. That's it, that's, that's, the, that's the start and the end game. If leaders around the
1: world can't speak to Saudi Arabia before now, you're not going to get... A the Scottish Geordies aren't doing they? it, are
0: you? The Geordies aren't. I mean, I do draw the line a little bit in Shearer, haven't he's changed his name to al Shearer, But other than that, I, I, I feel it's fine. <laughs> 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 uh, to be honest, yeah, thinking yeah. man's Crumpy that one, isn't
2: <laughs> it? The, uh, well, that little bit that you just read just then, it would have taken me about three days to read that, so I'm glad you read it out
0: took me seven takes you bitch
2: <laughs> I genuinely had I've got n- to leave that in now haven't I no idea what you just said there's, there's about six words in there that I've never even heard of
0: <laughs> like Mandarin it was well written that's how I now get people to listen to the podcast I just play them that little snippet of you not knowing what Mandarin is <laughs> <laughs> And then the the next thing to talk about, of course, when all this scenario is Steve Bruce, of course. Mm. Oh, such a shame. Who,
3: who was seen leaving with a big handful of belongings this afternoon by was all they? accounts, yeah.
0: That's better than being stoned to death, isn't it? <laughs> How long did he have on his contract left?
3: will oh, be walking away I think the he's sunset cashed between Four place, and seven
0: million, I think it's somewhere in that. I, I did see the figure the other day. He, he's getting a lot of cash. He, he's absolutely fine. With his
2: 99 he, pace, he's gonna be bombing out of there <laughs> fairly sharpish for that. We'll, isn't we'll he? give you four <laughs> million <laughs> bombing, in <the> a bab <laughs> shop Steve.
0: Bomb into sprints out St. <laughs> James's
3: Sprints out of St. James's
0: to the closest plastic surgeon to get your nose. One interesting thing I talked about the other day uh, with with a football fan was to attract players. Could they be the first team to have a training base down south somewhere, just outside London? A what? A training base. I think it's a train. No, and then just get private jets up so to take the Newcastle thing completely out of it. You will live in London. You'll play your games. Could they be the first team to do that?
1: Mm, I know it happened. Well, I know it happened nah. in. I know it happened in Russia that happened in Russia, you got... So got to it's because it's not beyond the wit of man, because, No, yeah, obviously, because it's just so vast a country. Come and on, it, lads, we must happened. go up north. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: what are you rushing me for? fucks. <laughs> <Fairfax.
1: laughs> but but I, I don't know, I, I can't, I don't know. I, I what think was that
0: club called? It was... The, it was, a, it was Angie... A, M- yeah, Macal- and they signed like Robbie Carlos and stuff, didn't they? Yeah, it they was mental. It. Yeah. So uh, it was a really interesting point that was said to me is that would, could they be the first English club just to fly up for games? Friday night, in the hotel, Saturday games, back down to London. No, Cause, that,
4: cause no Will, I don't think so.
0: Because Willian is a good example in this. So Willian had the choice of clubs to go to and he moved over and he was in final stages of talking with May United and went to Chelsea. When they asked him why he went to Chelsea, it was purely because his wife wanted to
3: live in London. And like all of them, then she you, just the start trials. detaching yourself from fans and yeah, all that. You're, you're We've already been
0: through the fact they're ridiculously rich and they won't oh, care. Oh no, they won't care. They, oh, they won't, they won't, won't care. Give a shit. No, but they won't I, care.
3: I, I still think it's just that's just a ridiculous thing to. I, I kind of understand it in Russia with it being like you say, like a real vast country um, in terms of like land, but we're not. I think it's more a temperature thing, isn't it? Well, I don't know.
0: You haven't tried to get
3: Mbappe yeah, to well, move to Newcastle absolutely. yet, have you? Well, which no, is where they want to be, to be, honest, be in five years' time. It doesn't matter what the temperature is when you're paying them fucking half a million quid a week or whatever. I'm sure Newcastle
2: but, have got like an indoor training centre. But when when I It's not no, I'm, mate, I'm, I'm, I'm all about the weather. No. The weather
1: doesn't concern me, it's the geography. But in terms of Newcastle though, before, was wasn't it Clivert that they had? who used to fly over from Holland. Mm. And Owen used to fly up in his helicopter. Yeah. I mean, but in terms of training, I don't know how that can work because, you know... Nah, it, it's a big training ground. Place,
0: big training ground in Surrey. Purpose yeah, but, built because you've got loads of money and you build it and you fly up every match
1: day. Yeah, but then again, what about the ones that do are local? What about the one... They'll that, all be gone by then. Because they'll buy a whole new squad. They're just... Everyone will be bought in.
0: The next five years, anyone that's good will stay. Like Sam Maximan... Everyone else is gone. There was players tweeting how good this is for Newcastle. You can tweet all you like, lads. You're not going to be here much longer. You won't play for Newcastle much you're longer. Going so to they're richer them. than God. They're, they're, they're the richest team on the planet. You think any youth players are still coming through at Paris? Are they bald? They're just like <laughs> messy. They don't give a shit. That, that is Newcastle's future. Mm. Is It won't matter. So if you're going to build it, they'll come over. But build it in Newcastle is, harder, is a harder conversation than saying... Seven days a week, whatever it is, you live in London
1: and we fly up for the games. Do you know what? Genuinely, when it all happened, I weren't... Still now, I'm conflicted as to whether I actually like it or not in the sense, from a football point of view, because while it's nice to have someone who breaks into the so-called elite and and upsets things, you know, I know Leicester did it a few years ago and, and that was refreshing. This is obviously a different manner, but I don't like... Clubs find the way to success no. for me, and and I think that's just born out of uh, tradition. How I grew up watching football, and that and that progression. There's no, there's no progression with it. No, I know it's not. And right, I know the don't. game's changed. I know, I know, change not and I know it's me. not yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But you know, that's it's that deep seated thing that that lives in me that I just don't like that chucking money around just to get to where you need to be. And I know that, like I said, I know there's clubs that do it. There's clubs that do it in the championship to get to, yeah. the, just to the premier league. So, and Mike well, try to do that. Some so, fail as well, don't they? Yes, <laughs> some do fail, and, but that's what I mean. I, I didn't, yeah, as I much as you appreciate you, it while right. you're there. And, and I know you're yeah. the same, I mean, you, you know, you appreciate, you appreciate it while it's happening. It, it's all exciting and, but inside, deep down, yeah, it's not quite it doesn't, doesn't sit, sit right, right yeah. no, really how else do you pleased? compete with someone like Man City? no you're absolutely right you're absolutely
0: right no, someone they have to it's yeah. any way to do it I'm pleased for my counterpart in Newcastle there was some guy up there because of his dad has the of his kid I'm thrilled for him that one put I'm thrilled for but in terms of when I was driving home on Friday and I was I rang uh, Gary Davenport who's obviously a big Leeds fan as well does a Leeds podcast called Talking Sure and I said to him I've never felt so far away from success I felt closer in League One to Leeds being a successful, whatever you want to call it, mm. football club than I do now. Because there's another one now that's going to be in the way. And they're all going to outbid each other. Anyone good? So you look at our squad. We've, we've already lost Rafinha. You yeah. might play for Leeds against Southampton on Saturday, but you won't be there much longer. Exactly. And we'll lose other players. And every club's the same. And it's just, it's just another magnet now. So Man City, Man U, to be fair to Man U, they did it organically. Credit where credit's due. Chelsea bought it. Man City bought it. Newcastle now I'm going to buy it. It's another one now. So mm. it goes from four to five. Then you've got Arsenal and Spurs trying to get back into it who are rich in their own right. You've got Everton who've got loads of money they're trying to get into it. It's just going to be it's just going to be squid games. Premier League squid games and they're all going to be shooting each other playing playing uh, tug of war over Mbappe's signature and someone has to go over the cliff and I've and so now it's split into divisions. So you've got the guys who are going to get relegated every year you've got the middle pack and then the top pack and you've just got to make sure as a football club of our size my club that we're in the middle pack, not the bottom pack. Because if you're going to the bottom pack, it's just going to get, you're just going to be treading water forever. And then you as a Wednesday fan, of course, credit to Lincoln, but there's no aspirations for Lincoln to get the Premier League, is there? There'll still be aspirations for Chef Wednesday to get
1: back there. How far away does it feel for you? Forever away. But the thing is, I think, you know, you talk about them, those three divisions within the Premier League. I think they've been there for a while. It's just that top one. It's got stark a little now. bit bigger. It's got a bit bigger. It's
0: stark now. I mean, it, yeah. if I'm, I'm looking at Leicester. And we, you touched on Leicester. I'm looking at Leicester. And they're struggling a bit this season. And they slipped out the top four twice. They've missed out on two opportunities to get Champions League money due to whatever reason. And they've missed out now. They're going to slip back. They'll slip and slip and slip. Villa are trying to get into it. <clears throat> Villa are pretty rich in their own right. So they're trying to get into it. Wolves are rich. But they're not this rich.
1: No. Do you think this, this might... Do you think this might, um, because of the publicity behind this, and I don't know it's Saudi Arabia, do you think there might be somebody else waiting in the wings going, "Oh, now they've done it, maybe we'd do it, and somebody else comes in and buys a West Ham, I did example. find it or, quite
3: amusing that the big six are part of the 19 that have put funny in the that, yeah. What do you mean in that meeting? Just about six months after they had the... It's uh, not fair. Go to the Super League. But
0: th- but that that's where my brain went on Friday. Yeah. My brain basically went, you might as well have all
3: gone. Yeah. Should we get Mark on? The Should light? we get a Jordy on? Let's get a Jordy on. Not you, not you, Carl. How are you, Pet? <laughs> You're <all right? laughs> Yes, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, pal. Welcome to Very Gone
0: good. Off on a Tangent.
4: Am I on now, or am I? You're live.
0: You're live. Please swear.
4: <laughs> Please swear.
0: If we just, if we listen a little um, bit, we can just hear bags of money in the background. Is that you swimming in a, a pool of money, clinking away?
4: Yeah, that's our transfer budget for uh, January.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who's first on the list? Who would you reckon?
4: Uh, well, we need centre midfielders and pullbacks.
0: And a new manager. But,
4: but, well, and a yeah, centre forward, right midfielder, up.
0: left <laughs> midfielder. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just take you back to Thursday night, over into Friday, when it all became very real. Where were you at as a Newcastle fan?
4: Well, it actually started on Wednesday. So I, I'm currently working away from Newcastle, so I'm in Liverpool. Um, and on Wednesday there was this cat cat hearing that Mike Ashley had brought against the Premier League last week um, which basically everyone just thought it's Mike Ashley trying to get a bit of compensation for the deal being blocked by the Premier League last week Um, and then I sort of started getting messages during the day on Wednesday saying like it looks like there could be some movement with the takeover and I sort of was like oh yeah I've heard this all before but then by sort of Wednesday evening, all the journalists like George Colton and stuff, Luke Edwards, the, the sort of Northeast Journal Mafia, was sort of tweeting out saying that the takeover's close to going through. Um, so then from Thursday, it was just a case of just following it all day, um, and by, five, I think it was five o'clock that it broke. Um, and. Basically, just me and my, my boss is a Newcastle fan as well, and we're sitting opposite each other and basically just got the can straight out. <laughs> <laughs> as,
0: as soon as the um, um, television rights were sorted, that sort of cleared the path, didn't it? As soon as that was done, the Premier League, were, there was nothing yeah, for them the to complain cat, about.
4: The, yeah, the, the, the cat case it like, it just went away, obviously. Mike Ashley's dropped that, and apparently, I'd spoke to someone that was sort of like, new people behind the scenes. And it's been, like, from the previous Saturday, it was sort of known that this could be happening from, like, the inner circles. Um, but, yeah, it's just, from, a from a, like, a normal fan's point of view, it's just come about, like, really quick and sort of caught everyone by surprise. And I think that's sort of, like, why Thursday night turned into chaos <laughs> outside of St James's Park.
0: Yeah, there was some scenes, wasn't there? <laughs> <laughs> Fair play to you. We're gutted not yeah. to be
3: there.
4: Yeah. Um, I and mean, I don't know if you've seen Sam Fender. Um, His saxophonist um, the
3: yeah, we yeah, saw him. in the pub. Fucking hell, it's awesome.
4: Yeah. And, then, and he went on BBC Breakfast uh, <laughs> this Friday and said, I'm just really, really hung over. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't think he
0: was alone. Are you a Geordie if you weren't hungover yeah. on a Saturday? Yeah.
4: Yeah, exactly. Um, and then Saturday, I was back up there at the weekend, so Saturday night was a good. It's always a good night anyway, but it was an extra good night on Saturday night. So um, what's the uh, the short term yeah. plan? Do you think? Um, well, saxby Steve Bruce should be the first short term. Who, who do you want him um, to replace him though? I'd quite like Gerard. I think as a, I think where his managerial career is at would um, would suit us, and it would suit him. Uh, I think he's done a great job at Rangers. I think he'd attract players because um, I think the likes of Conte and stuff is a bit of a unrealistic shout because um, I I don't actually think they're going to start just spending two hundred three hundred million. I think it will be more of a gradual process, um, and I, I'd like them to sort of look at like the sort of Leicester City sort of mold if you like and, and so like the training ground hasn't been upgraded since like 2004 and there was some pictures went on a couple of years ago with like our players sitting in paddling pools instead of like a ice chamber it's, I saw like, that I thought it was photoshop to be honest <laughs> I
0: thought it was a fake picture
4: yeah so I, I think I'm not alone in saying this that like a lot of the fans aren't that bothered about I mean obviously there's a lot of like daft stuff going around there was a one where someone changed the team on FIFA and it had like um, De Bruyne and Salah and Ronaldo and Messi and then Pansy and Gold very funnily in the end um, but I think a lot of the fans just want the club to show some ambition and it's not really about like becoming the next man city just to be aiming higher than 17 will be a refreshing start I think
0: I think that's short term I think I was in the away end about a month ago now, and to watch your tactics of just as soon as the whistle went for kickoff, leads attacked and you decided to stay behind the ball. I felt I said to me dad, I said, "This isn't Newcastle. This is not what this fifty thousand no. people want. They don't want behind the ball football at no. all." So I think that you're right, and that's your first stage: is you get some better players in, and you come out swinging. And then see where it takes you over the next five years. I you think. need
2: to build. You need to build a squad, though. It's not about just buying names for the sake of buying names. It's been proven that you stick ten names together. It doesn't mean they're going to play.
3: No, they don't necessarily gel straight away, do they? And so you're better off
2: buying a decent nucleus of players, which are which are just good, solid players. Like you look at players like James Madison, for example, at Leicester. Who's not an absolute world beater, but he would be a great addition to a side like Newcastle. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Exactly. Um, it's it's unfortunate that the the previous manager left when he did because I think he'd be the ideal man to sort sort of build the club gradually rather than try it like I think like if you look at Conte's record he's just wanted to chuck money at wherever he's gone and I don't necessarily think that would work and I mean we are still second bottom of the Premier League and we haven't won the game yet this season be, so It would be fairly ironic if after we, all of this
0: he went down wouldn't it? You say ironic as hilarious.
4: <laughs> uh, well, it is Newcastle United, so I wouldn't put it past um, and we, have, we have got a really hard runner fixtures coming up as well, so um we need uh, we need Callum Wilson back fit in the short term.
0: <laughs> I think it would be is it um it's Jones, isn't it? Your system manager is it Jones, assistant manager? Graham Jones. They're talking about yeah, Graham Jones. Yeah. Talking about him having it in the interim for Spurs and then you're bringing somebody yeah, in but there was yeah. there was talk on TalkSport of uh, from good sources that Gerard does fancy it so that will be interesting to see if he does mm-hmm. that actually as a next step for him
4: yeah i i think it would be a, a smart move for both parties uh, i think liverpool and newcastle are quite um was on working there at the minute and they're, they're very similar cities in terms of like everyone just wants to talk football to you, and i think i think he'd get he'd, he'd be able to because there's going to be a lot of expectation now and i think he'd be he'd be able to deal with that well and sort of understand the club, if you like, whereas um, Conte might not.
2: It'd be interesting to see how they go about sort of giving managers time, whether they're going to be like a Watford where they're just going to be like, let's say you get Gerrard in and he doesn't win, he only wins two of his first 10 games, whether they're going to be like, yep, see in a bit then. Like you're not working for us or whether they're actually going to bide into it and be a bit more like a Mike Ashley who gives a manager a little bit more time it'd be interesting to see which way they go
4: well Mike Ashley just gives them unlimited time because he doesn't want to pay anyone off to sack them
1: (laughs) (laughs) you mentioned about um, building a team over a time that's which is you know I think that's probably the best way to go and we you know we've, we've sort of discussed that already but do you think there'd be a statement signing in January do you think you know while, while everybody knows how much money's in involved now um and you want to build for long you know for a long time do you think there'd be a statement signing
4: it'd be difficult because i I still think we'll be close to the bottom of the league looking at the fixtures we've got um so it' would be a difficult to attract
2: a statement signing it will um, you, it's not so like you've got champions league football or anything like that either is it that's that's no. the problem to get the big big name the big big so players want to be... play champions league football at the end of the day don't they so you're going to struggle yeah unless you're going to get somebody towards the later stages of their career which is the route that man city went down initially wasn't it like the took given from yeah. yourselves bloody bloody blah, blah, blah just to slowly build themselves up to getting more competitive, yeah, getting okay. himself in the Champions League and then getting the the big money signings.
4: Yeah, I, I, the noises that they're making, I think that's the route they will go down because um, they have got like this Amanda Stavely who's been a big part of the deal. She's She's got, her and her husband have got 10% in this uh, PCP company. Um, and that she plastic like company because she spent most of it on her end. face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't put her too close
0: to the floodlights. Bloody hell. <laughs>
4: Um, she'll be dripping you can't you can't say anything nasty about her in Newcastle she? she's quite popular um, <laughs> I can't imagine why
0: <laughs> um, just of interest has anybody checked on Sunderland just just, uh, just has anyone checked on them because I'm slightly worried they've gone very very quiet has anyone checked on Sunderland
4: but I think the internet has gone down there <laughs> no
0: no we went last year they haven't got the internet yet put 50p
3: in the meter
4: no yeah I did, I did enjoy Lincoln, Lincoln City uh, winning in the playoffs and was um, it Tom Hopper did the uh, the year celebration. celebration, yeah, yeah. That went that went, went down very well on Twink side.
3: <laughs> so just uh, just to wrap up, Mark, what's uh, what's your honest if you were to describe the feeling of the end of the Mike Ashley era? How would you put it in an honest Newcastle fans' words?
4: Um, have you seen the film Groundhog Day? <laughs> <laughs> with, with, no, with, with Bill Murray. I have, yeah. Well, that is how it's felt supporting Newcastle for the last fourteen seasons, and I know there's there's a lot of clubs that have had it worse off. Um, Sheffield Wednesday, Nottingham Forest. You'd probably argue Leeds, uh, Lincoln City. You'd probably argue we've had it worse off than us, but you don't really. You look inward at the club you support, don't you? And so, all our fan base is just. So I'm I'm 31, so I sort of got into it under the Bobby Robson era. And that's when I really fell in love with the club and it was like, it didn't win anything, but they were tr- they were trying to be the best they could. And then he bought the club and he's just, he's gradually just ground out the like, all that like sort of optimism and sort of like everyone just going out of a, a sense of duty towards the club. And yeah, it's just turned into like a, an empty shell of a club. To, so for him to just all of a sudden not be there, it's just a, a great feeling.
0: We've all been there at our clubs where you, you're dragging yourself on a Saturday, like you say, just jet so flying. Why the fuck am I doing? We've I'm all been there. So, again, yeah. from a one football fan to another, best of luck with it. Uh, try not to spend it all at once. <laughs> and uh, to be fair, it's a hell of a fan base. You make lots of noise, and uh, good luck with it.
4: Cheers, lads. I hope you finish above Sunderland this season. Cheers, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks best, for mate. joining the Gone Off the Tangent
0: podcast. Really
3: appreciate it. Cheers, Mark. Thanks,
4: mate. No problem. Cheers, Mark. Take care. Bye, Cheers, pal. pal.
2: I'm most proud of myself there for not doing an accent th- through that.
3: I'm done.
2: You did really well there, Carl. Thank you. Do you want to get out of your system now before we move on to the next topic? No, I'm not going to say it then.
0: <laughs> Incredibly professional, Carl. Honestly. You've come on leaps and bounds, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm proud I'm of
2: you. i genuinely, I don't know how I managed it. <laughs>
0: Right, that's enough Geordie chat for one week. Let's move on to uh, another topic, which was the Tyson Fury fight at the weekend. Uh, we're going to call our boxing correspondent now, Michael Wright. Let's get him on the blower. Good evening. Evening, Michael. How are you?
5: I'm very well, thank you. Are you?
0: Good, thank you, mate. Welcome back to Gone Off on the Tangent. The giraffe. Thank you. What time did the boxing actually start on Saturday? Because I didn't get up for it.
5: <laughs> Five minutes past 5 a.m.
3: That's not that bad. Did you stay up or
0: did you... It wasn't that
5: bad. I had a a few people asking me what time it was on and I wouldn't be too happy because I told them about 3 (laughs) a.m. I've been sat up for two hours (laughs) doing nothing.
3: Did you stay up or get up?
5: Uh, I got up. I set an alarm for for about 3 o'clock. So I watched the boxing on the zone till about half past 10, 11. Got a few hours sleep, set an alarm for 3 o'clock and was up. So I watched a couple of the undercard fights and then Fury and Wilder come out about I think 5 past 5 when they come out.
0: What did Wilder come out in? Because last time he wore that stupid helmet and blamed it. What is it normal this
5: just time? Just a mask. So it was a mask and a big hat. So he clearly left his 40 pounds of um, gear that he had on last time at home. That, so he had no excuses. So he come out in a similar sort of mask to what he had last time. But it was just a mask this time. Nothing to the tune of uh, Fury's entrance So It's pretty impressive, wasn't Good it? Good as always. Yeah, good as always. he's, uh, he's, been, he's been great value really-
3: pre and post fight, and obviously in, <laughs> in his walk on as well. Um, he's
5: um, he, he he held probably about eighty and ninety percent of the fans' value as well. So there's not a lot of the Americans there that were even bothered about Wilder. They're all there for Fury because he's such an entertainer. Yeah,
3: he's massively entertaining. I've completely done a U-turn on how I felt about him because about f- three four years ago I thought he's an absolute bell end. But to be fair, he's he's won me round.
5: He's backed it up, though. That's the thing. Oh, that, like, that's now. the best I thing mean, about it, to be fair. He's got that. I mean, I think he converted a lot of fans. I see your, I hear your podcast last week around his, his interview or his response to Wilder. <laughs> yeah, you've oh, got to like, love that, you fucking face, you prick.
3: Well, was went far off, was he? <laughs> so,
5: talk us through the fight, Mike. <clears throat> uh, one of the best heavyweight fights I can remember seeing. In all honesty, so uh, I here, two heavyweights going, fog at it. Uh, so. Wilder bulked up for the fight, so he, he was about 15 pounds heavier than he was last time. So he'd come out uh, trying to try and obliterate him, I think. And he got uh, he got pushed and bullied around a little bit by Fury in the last fight. So I think he tried to bulk up for a bit of strength to try and avoid that, but also just came out as he normally does, trying to bag uh, massive bombs. And it, he was never going to go past six or seven rounds. So I think he tried to just come out, bulk up, and, and use his power a bit against Fury. And um, Fury sure did exactly what he did last time got on top of him, bullied him, hit him back, got caught with a few. Which in the fourth round, he got dropped twice. And I think if it had gone on for about another minute around, Wilder well, would have probably won.
0: Fury so said after uh, that, you, you have to knock him out. So Fury said, you have to get rid of me because I'm coming back. So you, if you're going to get rid oh, of me, absolutely. get rid of me. And obviously, he didn't. before.
5: I, I, well, I, I never thought anyone would have a chin as good as he did. But, I mean, he has got dropped. But anyone would get dropped in every way. But he got dropped massively in the first fight and then got dropped again heavily last fight or on, on Saturday night, Sunday morning. Um, but just got up and took it. And as the fight went on, looked stronger and stronger and fitter and fitter. And, I mean, he's a 19 and a half stone bloke. And he was he was the 50th 50, 50 athlete there. He was he was going 12 rounds. And I think he'd, he'd even been out clubbing after the fight, and he? Yeah, there's some footage. Yeah, there's some footage the an after in, 4 in the morning.
1: Yeah, there's some footage of an after party at one of the uh, Vegas resorts and he's giving it the big one and behind the DJ. <laughs> just he with the said DJ. Anything less,
0: would you? Nah. If I'm honest. Just unbelievable. But, uh, Serious yeah, adrenaline. He's, uh, levels. He's,
5: he's, done he's done what he's done what a proper regulation. should have done. He's used his size advantage against a 240 pound bloke and he still bullied him. Um but both of them had a go at it. And credit for Lardo. who's come out this time swinging and he give it a go, he didn't uh, as of yet, I don't think he's come out with any excuses, but um, time will tell
0: So the knockdown came in what round?
5: So he knocked Wilder down in the second got dropped himself in the fourth twice and then dropped him again later on I think it was the, the eighth and then eleventh round he won
0: The eleventh um, is the one that I've seen uh, where he's he's staggering around like a drunk person and Fury just loads up on him and it was yeah, wild
5: Wilder got knocked down three times, and the second one of those was just brutal. It was probably the biggest punch. So he was—he was, he was, he was a bit. What? He went for a big swing, and then was off balance, and as he turned around, he met a massive right fist of Fury, which just clubbed him. And I don't think he ever recovered from no, that. No, really. he was very—he was, you know, was, was very he wobbly
3: from, from about round six onwards, from what I could see.
5: Yeah.
1: What's your What's but, your uh,
5: That's what Fury does to you. and I mean, the guy—the guy's not been in the ring for two years. He's still coming at 19 and a half stone, and looks like he could have gone another ten rounds. He's so fit, and my uh, my opinion of him, like you said, Dan, you know, it's changed dramatically over the last three or four years. I I thought he was overhyped and undervalued, and six months ago, six eight months ago, you compare him to AJ. AJ's got probably a bit better CV than what Fury had, but there's Absolutely. no question in my mind now Fury is the he best would, heavyweight. On oh the yeah,
3: he would. He'd min- he'd make mincemeat of Joshua in my opinion now. What do,
5: I what- think he would. I think he would now. I've changed my tune over the last six, eight months. I really have, because before I thought Joshua was probably the worst kind of nightmare for, for Fury, whereas he's got a bit of everything. He's got the power that Wilder uh, possesses. Plus, he's also got a little bit of boxing IQ and a bit of technique about him and box. boxing. He's got a bit of fitness, but he's not really shown that in his last couple of fights. He looked gassed against Usyk. He looked gassed against uh, uh, Andy Ruiz when he fought in. Uh, you know, it's... for. for Think he's the athlete that we probably do think he is, and I think purely now I think he obliterates him. I really do.
0: So, commercially, AJ Fury is the fight. So, that money purely yeah. money that's the fight, but the fight we all want to see is Fury usage from a, from a, from a technical yeah. Oh, yeah. standpoint. That's the fight now, yeah. isn't it? It won't be the most I, lucrative no, I think, one, I
5: but think we're a, I think we're a long way off AJ Fury now because I don't think he beats Jusic in the rematch. So I, 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 the only way I think that fight happens is if,
3: is if AJ beats Fury himself.
5: agrees to it. I think it's in Fury's Fury's court whether he agrees to it or not. He's got to fight Dilly and White next because he's he's mandatory now and he's been mandatory for about three or four years. And then it will be the winner of AJ music, which I think will be music again because unless AJ comes out and does what Fury's done and just bully a guy in sheer size and power, he ain't gonna win again.
0: I think he'll have learnt some lessons, AJ, but I don't think he beats him in a rematch. But what do I know? Uh, Stubbs, are your thoughts on, on, on boxing in general? Or
2: have you got anything? You've been very quiet. Literally don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I've spent the last five minutes playing with a little bowling ball.
5: I've dialed in especially to hear your opinions, Carl.
2: I'll be honest, I've not listened to yours.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
4: That, make <laughs> coffee for a drink right while well, I'm on <laughs> just uh,
0: sweep
5: up the evening for a bit was... like my meetings when I used to present to you as well Carl yeah you're I not wrong when
0: I was, when I was talking uh, yeah, so wrong. just sweep up the, the nice boxing for us then Mike because obviously there was, a, there was a it was a packed couple of shows so what else uh, might people have missed uh,
5: two absolutely nothing Mike, <laughs> on the Yeah, absolutely nothing if you can't if you can't to Cal. um <clears throat> two incredible um super welterweight fights early on in Saturday night um, just shows that some of the big names, uh, some of the non-bigger names can deliver decent fights. So there was the um, British super welterweight belt, which was Ted Cheeseman and Troy Williamson. And Honestly, if you want to see a proper scrap, get on YouTube and look at that. It was two blokes just smashing the face off each other for eight rounds. It was incredible. How both of them didn't get knocked out several times is beyond me. It was incredible. And then finally, Troy Williamson took... Achievement fell off him because he, he was an eight eighth round knockout. Um, but they just absolutely clubbed, clubbed each other to death. Uh, and then Liam, Liam Smith and Anthony Fowler. So Anthony I watched Fowler, that one. Both, both that,
0: was, that was a war. Talking about war, that was a war as well. It was a, yeah, th- it such was a good well. fight,
5: that. He was he styled up as a battle of Liverpool, but there was only going to be one winner. Liam Smith is of, of a world-level quality. He's had a world title before. Anthony Fowler probably needs three or four more fights before he gets to that level. But he took it because he said, you know, he's he's not gonna he's not gonna um, dodge anyone. Took the fight, never really had a chance, and come out first couple of rounds looked really sharp. A uh, lot of power uh, between him cut Liam Smith early doors in the first round, uh, but then after that again just kind of like gassed himself out. Liam Smith used his experience, boxed him, and made made sure every time he threw a punch it landed, and eventually knocked him out. But two again, two really good fights.
2: Yeah, well,
0: my Twitter timeline was absolutely electric with boxing chats. Uh, none from Carl, obviously, as we, as we <laughs> ascertained. So, uh, thanks for joining us, Mike. Thanks for that, mate. Really no appreciate problem. it as always. Thanks for dialing in. No
5: problem. Anytime, Carl wants to my boxing uh, chat, he can give
0: me a call. When he's when he's struggling to nod off at night. Well, you're <laughs> you're due back in the studio soon, mate, so We we'll look forward to you joining us. Yeah,
5: no, looking forward to it, guys. Cheers, All mate. Back. Thanks,
0: Mike. So there's just enough time now just to chat about uh, the Ashes. We touched on it last week that it might not go ahead. It's obviously going ahead now. The squad's been announced. What's your thoughts, boys?
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm, there's no real, there's no real surprises, um, no surprise exclusions, and just yeah, generally over over the moon that we're we can look forward to a kind of full-blooded um, tour down under. Obviously, it'll be a little bit less without. Uh, Without the Barmy Army there, but I'm sure there'll be some resident English in Australia that can uh, that can give it a good good go from the stands. Um, and yeah, it would just be nice to try and wipe that smug look off Tim Payne's face. So I can't the-
2: wait till he drops off. So. Stubs his Twitter at three
0: am just going out. Waking the street up, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So they've left the gap, I see, for Stokes, if he yes. decides to come back.
2: Yeah. And have they done the same for Archer, he, I believe. He put which, something on his Instagram today that's the first time he's been held able to hold a bat since April. Interesting. Well, so they've left what, the gap for
0: him,
1: didn't they so that that would be fascinating to see. I mean, I was listening to the radio earlier and in terms of the squad, people on TalkSport were, you know, it, was, it sounds like a TalkSport advert tonight because Adam's brought mm-hmm. it up about four times and so am I now, but um, they were talking about the strength of the squad in terms of batting and the averages, apart from Joe Rue, mm. are we're abysmal. Let's fried. be honest, you're talking <laughs> like 35, I think, was the yeah. next highest average, That's test fried. average. That's scary. I know Australia have not played really a, any games of note, for
2: test of note for a while, but it's frightening when you need to score 500 yeah, first innings. In it's Australia. going to be
3: it'll be a very difficult, very difficult tour. There's no doubt about it. But, um, You know, again, we can't be relying too heavily on Root, obviously, because he's uh, he's always Mr Reliable. But you know, he's only he's only human. So, um,
2: be interesting to see what they go with. How Hassab, how how Meed like goes with a bit more pace on the ball. Obviously, he's done all right against on the slower surfaces. Whether he can handle a a quick deck in Australia. Um, I, th- I think we're massively a batter short, especially if Stokes don't play. But I just I just don't see anybody else getting a big score. No. I can see lads getting 30s and 40s, but 30s and 40s don't win your test matches, especially in Australia. Exactly. I think bowling-wise, I think we actually look all right. I think Ollie Robinson will be I think a handful be in Australia. Yeah. Uh, Mark good. Wood, we obviously know what he's capable of. Um, good to see Chris Wokes back in and around the squad whether he can actually bowl and play for five test matches
3: yeah they might have to manage that a little bit
2: yeah I'd have thought so as they have done with the bowling attack all the way through I don't Mm. think you'll see I don't think you'll see Broad and Anderson playing in the same team necessarily no Um, I think that'll be managed um, because you have got to manage their workload these days it's going to be a tough old tough old tour um, more so with Everything that's going on and hotel life, quarantine life, etc, etc. I just think it's going to be... Lots of things at play, is there? Yeah. A very different tour, that's for sure. Uh, I
3: think that's it, boys. I think, should we wrap up? Yeah.
0: You have been listening to another packed gone off on a tangent. Tibsy was back this week. Thank you for joining us again, Tibsey. Thank you very much. Good we evening. We had two guests on the phones as well. Thank you very much to those boys for joining us. Uh, I'm Adam Stocks. He's been Dan Taylor... Good evening. And he's been Carl Stubbs. Good night. See you next week. Thanks for joining us.